still says that it's starting, but it's that we're off. Uh, ah, we are now live and on air. All right, so welcome to episode 30, TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I am your host, along with Nancy Minakotzi. My name is Lisa Nowakowski, and I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County. And I'm Nancy. I'm an ed tech coach in Northwest LA County. Should I introduce myself? I'm Kristen Beck, and I am a curriculum coordinator for two more weeks, and then I'll be going back into the classroom and teaching first grade uh, for the first time ever in my 27-year teaching career. <laughs> and welcome. We are so happy to have you. Um, so just as a reminder, this is a 15-minute format. Because why? Well, because ain't nobody got time for more than that. That's why. <laughs> So uh, if you're familiar with our podcast, you know that we, we have a coffee fact. We always have the random coffee facts. So today's random coffee fact has to do with the freshness of your coffee. Uh, coffee begins to lose freshness almost immediately after roasting. So you should try to buy it in small batches more frequently, just enough for one or two weeks, and to make sure that it lasts as long as possible, store it in a cool place inside an opaque, airtight container. We do coffee facts. Um, and so welcome. <laughs> yeah, so tonight's awesome. guest is Kristen Beck. And welcome, Kristen. And she'll be Thank talking you. to us tonight about Dollar Tree Makerspace. Doesn't that sound exciting? Um, so Kristen, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, You know who you are, what you do, those sorts of things. OK, so I am, I've been a, an educator for 20, I'm just finishing up my 27th year. I have taught in California, Nevada, Idaho. I've taught grades third through eighth. In the last four years, I've been a curriculum coordinator and instructional coach um, for technology and also STEAM. And uh, I'm looking forward to going back into the classroom next year. And I am going to go into first grade. So <laughs> changing districts, changing grade levels, and just uh, getting a fresh start. So. That's what I'm up to. That's exciting. Fresh starts and, and new beginnings are always exciting and entering those new chapters of our lives. Yes. Um, so how do you define makerspace? That is a big, um, it's a big topic right now. Um, so how do you define it? You know, it isn't always just tech and coding, which is what some people equate it to. So um, for me, especially since I started playing with makerspaces in elementary, it's more of a, uh, I, it's, I sort of look at it as the A in STEAM or the creativity part and also the challenge part, the engineering uh, standards. So we try and do hands-on things with materials. And also we like to, I like to take things and re, um, repurpose them into something else. So this last weekend, we were cutting open electric toothbrushes from Dollar Tree to get the motors out of them to build scribble bots. So taking that, what was an electric toothbrush and turning it into something else. And uh, I like using the physical things and having the kids, uh, and of course coding and um, tech is you know, there's physical, they're touching things, but uh, for the younger kids, giving them a challenge and issuing them something to make out of the materials that I've given them and try and figure out 
how to do that. Okay, I, sorry, I'm having trouble with my internet this evening, so I wasn't sure if it had uh, if it had froze. I think it froze on me just a little bit at the end there. Um, but I love that you took uh, a part uh, to make the the scribble bots. That is super creative. Wow. Okay, stealing that idea too. Um, so, <laughs> what inspired you to create a dollar store version of Makerspace? So what happened was in my coaching position. I was tasked with give, providing uh, STEAM coaching for three teachers who had combination classes once a week for an hour and a half or two hours. And so what I started doing was I had um, attended uh, a Q Rockstar admin uh, and Ramsey Ram Masalam was there as a, the, he was there as a sort of a teacher to show the admin um, innovative teaching strategies. And so I, mm -hmm. because I was coaching at the time, I, was, I went to all of his sessions. And so he and I kind of sat down and he was showing me um, well, we had played with electric circuits and Play-Doh. And so, and he just gave them to us and kind of made us play. And then he, later he showed us a picture to give us an idea. So what I took from that was, okay, I'm gonna give the kids a challenge. I'm gonna give them materials. And then after they've struggled and tried to do it for a little while, then I'll give them information about, hey, why don't you try this or why don't you try that? And so I sort of copied him, basically. I stole everything that he does. And so we sat for a while together <laughs> and, and he was talking about um, taking the, um, the, whatever, those fire starters, those spark starters at the Dollar Tree and turning those into other things and showed me blogs and and uh, YouTube channels of these kids that are doing these things. So I just, I'm the type of person that will go and believe that what somebody does is successful and just go and play. And so luckily our STEAM classes was, were a place for me to do that and the teachers were really open to it. And so what ended up happening was every time before STEAM time, I would go to Dollar Tree to get all my supplies. So I would be going to Dollar, to Dollar Tree weekly to get all my things for the maker activities that we were doing. So then I was like, hey, Dollar Tree Makerspace. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. So uh, apparently and clearly your administrator um, was on board with this too then. Yes. Since they, you were tasked to come up with a STEAM class. Yes. And, they, and, and what we decided was we thought that it might help change the pedagogy of the teachers and then because I was with the, the my, I was one teacher at every site that I was coaching. And so then the other teachers were, hey, can you come and do this in my room? Can you come and do this in my room? So it was sort of that changing the pedagogy and letting, giving the teachers a chance to see what their kids can do. So, you know, one of the reasons why I'm going into first grade and I feel okay about it is because I'm watching first graders do what fifth graders did the day before. And this last week I was in a fifth grade classroom and they were like, I don't know what to do. Can we Google it? And I got to look at them and say, hey, well, the first, first graders figured it out last week by themselves without having to Google it. So could you just try <laughs> and play with it a little bit first? So it's kind of fun to nice. do that also. So did you notice a change in the, in the pedagogy with the teachers that you had worked with or within the schools that you had worked with? Um, so there's definitely a shift. The ones that had me weekly, um, they, they, yes, I mean, they looked at things, they took more risks, they started integrating technology more, and then they started slowly um, 
giving me ideas and what they wanted to try. And so they were co-planning and co-teaching. Um, but it was also nice, like a teacher it helped me build relationships. So a teacher could call and say, oh, we're doing covered wagons. I want to do a covered wagon design challenge. I don't want to just do a cookbook covered wagon. So then I would make a whole um, hyperdoc with the challenge, the information, the materials, so they could do some research and make a design thinking too. So that sort of was the next step was not just doing a, a one-shot maker, but now turning it into a design challenge and more design thinking. So it's kind of evolved a little bit. Nice. That sounds so exciting. Those are really great. That's how that's so inspiring. Um, so what have been some of the biggest successes that you've had with this? And what have been some of the biggest failures? Okay, um, I think the biggest successes are just what the learning that I've had by spending the time in the classes and and each year I've been in the first grade of one two combo or first grade. And just seeing um, that I would do one activity with all I'd had a one, two, a three, a two, three, and a four, five. And so seeing how each grade level does it differently, but I loved doing the same activity across because the first graders when we're doing a straw activity, they might be two dimensional on the floor where the other kids are building towers. And so just that seeing that different way that the kids learn and the different levels and that everybody can do it. I think one of the biggest challenges That's is cool. um, going into like different rooms and being the teacher and having, you know, it's being that, that coach role is building the relationships and um, having that trust for the teachers. And, um, and, you know, some, a couple of them didn't like, uh, and so that was a challenge for me because our, uh, our pedagogy and our philosophy was a little bit different to me failing was just like, okay, well, we all ended up with a pile of nothing today. And that that's, we learned how not to do it. And sometimes a couple of teachers would be like, well, you, you need to plan, you need to do this. You should have done it before. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and so, you know, those little things, but those are easy things to, those are easy things to work through. And, you know, it's that mindset of, of uh, teachers to allowing us to be failures as well and be willing to fail in front of, kids too which can be really yes. scary i think yes and it, that um, is it's just fear so <laughs> i ha obviously have no fear because we've came out of quite a few times with lots of piles of nothing <laughs> <laughs> that's great so hopefully you've also inspired other teachers the teachers that you worked with and others to just go ahead and be a failure sometimes because yes. that's okay and you're right that's mm -hmm. we figure out how not to do it yeah. um so I know you said you were you're going into first grade next year. Congratulations! Thank you. Um, but if you were to continue this, I'm I'm sure in some version you will be continuing. Will mm -hmm. you be continuing the dollar store maker space? Yes, yes. So, um, and that's the thing I'm excited about because I think that I, I'm going to be able to take it to that design level uh, because uh, because I'll have time with the kids. Like so, I'm planning on um, when I was in the classroom before in elementary, I used to have science Thursdays where we would get the FOSS kits out and we just do science all day because it was easier than trying to do a little bit. And of course, the other days I'll do a lot of literacy-based stuff, but so I'm going to have a design thinking or something where I'll give them their maker challenge. And then that will be sort of the spark. And then we'll do some research and look at information. And then from there, turn it into a design challenge where they need to go in and really do some more planning and ideating and all of those steps 
and um, so it, it'll be, it's, I'll be doing it every week like I was before, but it'll just be a little, I think it'll be um, more, um, it'll be a little bit more meaningful because it will be, eventually it'll turn into where the kids are doing their own. So we'll do a couple together, mm-hmm. a whole class to teach them the process. And I already have, um, we're going to start the year by designing, redesigning the classroom and the learning space. And we're going to um, try and um, design cost-effective furniture that p- maybe we could pair up with the high school or, or the middle school and their shop classes and maybe do some manufacturing or fabrication and make our own furniture for our classroom. So they're standing, sitting, all sorts of different things. But I want the kids involved because I want them to study how they learn best and what situations do they need to stand? When do they want to sit on the pillow? So that's our first beginning of the year. That's, those are my ideas. So. That's a thing for a kid to walk into a classroom and for the teacher to say, you're going to help design this space instead of coming into one that's already, you know, done. And they're always done so beautifully, especially you first grade teachers. Um, But to have the kids take ownership over that, that's wonderful. Um, So if somebody um, wants to start this in either in their classroom or at their school, um, how can they get started? Like what advice do you have uh, for them? So I, I, attached a couple of, um, I'm going to attach one document. I was going to attach another one and share some of my resources. And I would just say, um, I have a couple good, um, there's a gal who is frugal fun for boys and girls and she posts a uh, blog post and does all sorts of different things. Oh, and she, it's a great resource, but yeah, I'll, uh, me? They, I'll share the resources. <laughs> 15 minutes. Her- Perfect. Yes. Um, I don't want to interrupt, but I'm interrupting because we do have our 15 minute limit. That was 14 minutes. So we're going to give you a minute to uh, wrap up and finish your fine, any final thoughts. Okay. So, thank <laughs> no, I was you. just going to say, I, I'll, um, I think you guys had a place for me to share resources. So I would just say, um, go to Dollar Tree and look around and um, there's so many, they have Popsicle sticks, straws, that's usually where I start. And so they do a straw building, tallest tower, and then they have to draw or make the tallest tower that will support a, a golf ball. And that's always fun because the golf balls are heavy. And so we do, and then we do straw labyrinths and mazes and roller coasters. And um, I have all those activities on a um, sheet that I share, a, a Google Doc that I shared with you guys. So. Excellent. And, and we I'm will also, be sharing that, that information yeah. out too on our website so that everybody can see and, it. Yeah. And I'm making a, I have a start of a Dollar Tree Makerspace um, Google site that I'm creating for my um, Q uh, IEC portfolio. So it's, it's in under construction, but there are some things on there too. So those were the two oh, resources. Excellent. Can't wait to see that. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll share that out as well too. Okay. Um, yeah. So, all right. So, so uh, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you to everyone who is listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, and of course you totally did, Kristen was awesome. Uh, down <laughs> at the bottom there, that's where the comments go. So please leave us a comment to let us know what you thought. If you've done something with a makerspace or she's given you an idea, let us know what it is. Um, click up here to subscribe. And if you want to see our other episodes, you can click this button over here. Uh, Please join us on Monday, June 19th, when our guest uh, will be Jeff Faust, we think. So um, 
But definitely join us June 19th. We'll keep you all in suspense. We'll keep you in suspense. It's definitely going to be somebody fabulous. Yes. And remember, we are always looking for guests uh, to share all the great things that they're doing in the classrooms. If you know of somebody who fits this bill, or if you'd like to be our guest, please go ahead and visit our website, tlc.ninja, and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks, and see you in two weeks.